It's the state of Victorian greyhound racing and the stories behind the sport. This is RSN 927's Off The Leash. Welcome back to RSN Central. This time for Off The Leash, the Melbourne Cup will be held on Friday night. The biggest race in greyhound racing. Molly, good morning to you. Good afternoon, I believe. Oh, we good do afternoon, do this every Molly day. Haynes. Sorry, <laughs> apologise that. And Georgie Ferruzzi, good afternoon to you. How are you, Gareth? You dressed up. Yeah, we've got to go for another GRB gig. Um, for a, yeah. more gigs than Johnny Farnham of late. <laughs> oh, and I it, wish mate. everyone could see his new haircut as well. The hair's gone. Yes. Just shaved all the way off. What yeah. um, inspired that? Well, we, we did that bet here at RSN and um, oh. fully loaded ran second, so I just had to. Well, it looks good, Georgie. <laughs> yeah. You, should, you probably should. should Cheryl have got, likes it. Yeah, yeah, you needed to go about a, a one, but that's not yeah. even shaped. It, it has grown a bit. It does grow like wildfire in my hair. Okay. <laughs> it's the European bloodlines. <laughs> Let's talk about the Melbourne Cup to kick it all off. And, of course, the one to beat, there's no doubt about that, is hooked on Scots. Jason Thompson said he is over the moon with box number eight. It was funny, pre-box draw, he was $1.80 and he's out to $1.90 now. But yeah. um, Darren Puglia was uh, doing somersaults when uh, he drew the red. It's exactly where they want him to be. And look, I, I think he's got the greyhounds drawn on his inside covered a little bit. So that it's just that all-important run to the first corner. But he's got some competition uh, closer to the fence, that's for sure. Absolutely. And do you know what is scary? He obviously broke the track record in the heats last week, but... What about the fact, I think he went 5'11 early. He can go 5'05, which means there's still half a length improvement in Hooked on Scotch. And that just freaks me out. What I love was his, his runs between the markers, like 5'11, then he's going 1860s. Yeah. That's really elite. And then we all know how he finishes off. I keep saying it. It'd be scary to think what he could run over 600 metres, this greyhound. His run home was 10.33, I think, which is absolutely elite. Very, very few greyhounds, Gareth, run home as good as that. I've uh, been in mourning. I can't believe Shimmer Shine got beat. Well, once he lobbed, got to the front and, and Campini sat behind him, I still thought, well, he was going to win. It just looked a little bit sore, didn't he, around that yeah. corner? I don't uh, think he was right. No. All credit to Campini, but and it's great to yeah. see him draw box number one because he could have really been a nuisance to a few of the greyhounds if he drew in the middle. But he's drawn inside, and all of a sudden, he, he's, he's a big hope of winning the, the Melbourne Cup. Two starts for two wins off box one back home, including a 29-43 run at Cannington, Gareth. I mean, they just, you know, they just yep. don't go any quicker. I'm actually surprised that he's out at $5. I know hooked on scotch is in there, but $5, if I was allowed to punt, I wouldn't mind having a little bit Well, it on. was $8, Molly. Yeah. yeah. And the other one, Gareth, the interesting runner for me is Whiskey Riot. I think he's in career best form. He just got defeated by hooked on scotch uh, on both occasions, yeah. the Adelaide Cup and the shootout. I think he's drawn okay. Um, he's a bit of a smoky for mine. You Him? don't think he's going to cop a little bit of little bit from um, Get It Gizmo? Because he it, does just drift out that little bit um, out of the boxes. He does. If Whiskey Wright can begin like we know he can, he has gone five oh one at Sandown. Yep. That's the key to him. But that, that's why all these permutations, it's it's always a terrific race. And uh, really interesting stat. I think Mick Floyd provided us with this. Yes, Only he did. three favourites have won since 2003. That's and the last, a lot more. And the last two winners have come from box one. And 17 go. winners in the Melbourne Cup history have come Ooh. from the red. So I, I'm tipping Campini to win. It'll either be Campini or hooked on scotch because how you look at that race, Campini jumps, even if, say, Whiskey Wright crosses him. He's the strongest greyhound nearly in the race, along with hooked on scotch. So if he's on your back and within striking distance, he's going to be pretty hard to hold out, isn't he? Yeah, although Whiskey Wright's certainly not a weak greyhound. Have we seen that in the shootout? Yeah, but he, he needs at least four lengths on hooked on Scotts, doesn't he? <sighs> History tells you that. 
If Hook John sure, Scotch yeah. doesn't receive anything, if he gets around cleanly, not having any trouble from um, Oatbell Beauty or Jarrow Bale, I think um, Whiskey Riot will need the four lengths. But like I know Whiskey Riot's a great dog, but Hook John Scotch for me is just oh, is just a freak and incredible. and with I've just never heard Jason Thompson, and it's a it's a credit to him, the Thompson family, how confident he is about this dog, and it's not an arrogance thing. It, he knows how good the dog is, and if Jason's getting excited, if Shona is, if Darren is, then why shouldn't we? And he's going into the race, I think, his last 10 starts, nine wins in a second. So, I mean, he's in, he's in amazing form. It would be a, a, a monumental effort. He's still a young greyhound, too. Yeah. Uh, I think the last greyhound I've seen this young to win was Canton Bale back in 1999. That's 20 years ago since mm. we've seen a greyhound this young do what he's done. So, Any incredible. other chances can you see winning this race? I've just declared Campini and Hooked on Scotch, one of those two will win. I think Whiskey Riot's got to be a chance. Okay. To, yes, yeah, I sure. think Whiskey Riot's definitely the... Um, yeah, if, if you're not going uh, Campini from box one or Hooked on Scotch from box eight, I think Whiskey Riot, he's, he's earned um, us giving him a bit of a go. And you, you've got a, uh, a shout-out to Harry Manolitsis too, yeah. who's owns a greyhound in the race and uh, trains a greyhound in the race. Yeah. And both of these greyhounds... I mean, Flynn's got a PB of 29.08 and get it, Gizmo can break 29.20 as well. I mean, so he's he certainly would be... Um, at least thinking that he's in with a chance. But Harry, of course, who a couple of years ago um, went down with a heart attack. And On the same day Flynn was born. Yeah, I, I mean, thought you might like that one, Gareth. Some so really Harry, good stories yeah, around, yeah. Had a heart attack the same day Flynn was born. And then he kind of had this epiphany thinking, righto, I want to quit my car sales job and I just yes. want to do the Greyhounds full time. And that was, so, we have to get Harry on then. Absolutely. Well, we, we might need to force him on for our OB on Thursday. Yeah, that'd be great. That is the story that people can relate to. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the pub story that we talk about where people driving their headers or on the tools at the moment in the city working in the high rises that they can talk about those stories about, um, like everybody does have a story, don't they? And it'd be great to see Harry win the Melbourne Cup. Yeah, it would. I mean, he recently took out the Top Gun. Uh, he's had a lot of success uh, more recently. He's bred some terrific greyhounds, and yeah, he goes in with a winning chance for sure. I did read somewhere that Elevated, so the Sapphire Crown winner, she just had a litter of pups, and I've forgotten who it was Fernando too. Bale. Fernando had Bale. Fernando Bale. Yep. So they would, um, mm -hmm. I doubt you'd be able to get your hands on one of those, George. Um, you we'll tried, see. Didn't we'll you? see for the you draft. Tried. <laughs> <laughs> you just use the draft now to try and, you know, <laughs> say, well, to make them feel bad, this is for greyhound racing. You should give us one of your well bred pups and then do a deal on the side. Now, you Gareth know, is trying to pretend I'm a little bit shifty here, but I did ring Gareth on Saturday night because his greyhound <laughs> Kiss Me Linda won again yep. at Cannington. Uh, and I asked where was the tip, and it was, I think she was only a dollar. I was in WA too, I didn't even know about it. Yeah. <laughs> she a lack of communication well. from the Chris Holes <laughs> <laughs> um, we need to really um, up the ante because I've been people ring me to tell me that Kiss Me Linda's in. Anyway, what about the bold trees? Because it was great to see Tornado Tears win. It was a funny old race, wasn't it? It was like Tornado Tears didn't want to win, but he won. If you know what I mean, and just and when he lobbed second again, you just could not have enough money on him because he was sitting behind the leader. You thought, all right, he's got one dog to to navigate here, and. He nearly uh, got it wrong as well, but um, yeah, forty-two tens the worry for me. The oh, time's absolutely. not there for tornado tears at the moment. But he 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 allowed himself to go that quick because he didn't want to go past that greyhound yeah. in front of him. But it's like he's got bored of being so dominant and thought, well, I'm just going to muck around here and just see, if, like, have a little bit of fun. He's like being the big bully yes. who's dominated <laughs> school football, 
And then he just he just wants to make it harder for himself. I think you he's said that on the, the speed star. Remember when he went up to Rajasthan? Yeah. And you thought, oh, I'm going to just uh, sit beside you and have a chat into your ear, mate. Here, I that's what he did. And Rajasthan would have had a chat back as well. He's um, I know Rob Camelier. I spoke to him after the race, and he said, oh, gosh, when I saw him out in front, it's exactly where you don't want Rajasthan to be. He is definitely best coming from behind and having something to chase. So I think it would have been very nervous times for the Britain and Camelier camp there. Yeah. I think this this race uh, maps um, two ways. Blue Moon Rising was dominant again in his heat win. He's already a two-time group winner. He's the slight favourite. He's a get-out-and-go type stay-out. Boom down, gets back, flies home. We've seen them clash in that fantastic yeah. Sydney Cup. I mean, I, I, they're the clear two picks, I think. you just yep. Tornado Tears, I can't remember the last time he's been $6.50, but you just couldn't take him with any trust. No, no he hasn't. He hasn't been $6.50. No. He and hasn't I- before, which is amazing. But what I love... Boom down. He's only 29 kilos. I was watching him cross the line and he looks tiny. And I said to Tom Daly on the phone when I was talking to him, I thought it was a bitch when um, when I was watching him race before I realised it was boom down. So little thing with a lot of power. West Australian Connections could have a big <laughs> say. Of course, he's owned uh, in WA, boom down. Um, the other one to mention, I think, who's getting better and better, and we're going to see a lot of her in the next 6 to 12 months, is Blazing Cardia. I Absolutely. thought she was really good. She's so strong. She's out of Esparza who was a great stayer herself. So, yeah. You've um, got some Espazas in the draft too, don't yeah, you? Yeah, we do. We do. I think Pete, Another Team Cameron picked one of those. Yeah, Did he? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, I'm, so I, I, I want a greyhound out in front here because there's so many backmarkers. They might get in everybody's... Uh, they might get into their own roads here. So yeah. Blue Moon Rising out in front out of trouble. I think so. I mean, Tornado Tears can show some speed, so yep. they might just have a bit of a speed battle early, but Blue Moon Rising's had his measure in the last uh, couple of months for sure. So. Let's hope Tornado Tears jumps to the front. They won't beat him from there, will they? Can you imagine that? I mean, we said, we've said it all along, Gareth and Molly. Like The motor is still there, Absolutely. right? But it's just the mind is not um, mm. And the confidence as well. But what yeah. I love is seeing um, Tornado Tears after his run, his tail was just wagging a million miles an hour when, yeah. when Pete Riley, the handler, went and collected him. So it was great to see. And um, yeah, it was fantastic to see him back when on the track. And I suppose the relief on um, Pete Riley's face yep. was very, very prominent, which is <laughs> good on him. And they are athletes. And you make a really good point with confidence. Maybe Tornado Tears just needed that victory to say, okay, I can still do do this. I can go inside a greyhound down the straight. And that might just, and you said just before, Molly, that he was up and about after the race, Tornado Tears. Maybe this could be the turning point for the champ. Maybe. And I hate that we've had to talk about his recent form rather than how good he's been over t- the last 12 rows. He's a Hall of Famer, this Greyhound. He's won over 700000 If he wins this, he pushes closer to that million-dollar mark. It would be his greatest victory if he could come up and, and win, I think, on Friday night. Definitely. We- and I do want... Sorry, Gareth. I do want to mention anyone on course at Sandown. Um, I have mentioned here before, but Rajasthan, if he is... Um, if you look at him in the parade yard, if his ears are pricked and he's focused on the track, get on him. And that's come straight from the Camilleri camp. There you go, Rajasthan. So a bit, bit of an inside word for old Rajasthan when, when one of his person, the good personality comes on display. So he's at $17 at the moment. You might have to wait, listen to the Carnival Channel on RSN to get the um, last-minute thoughts there by Molly Haynes to have a look at Rajasthan. Okay, <laughs> what about this match race that was announced today where $25,000 between the Frankie, Feral Frankie, and Seneki? Both $1.90 as well. How did uh, this come Tab- about? 
Well, I think obviously we uh, we were keen to put a match race on. We waited to see what happened and how the the dice fell uh, for all the Melbourne Cup heats, and went up to uh, the the connections of both greyhounds, and they were keen to get involved. Twenty five thousand uh, just to beat one other greyhounds, <laughs> a fair whack, and. I just don't know how to get my head around this race. I've, I can put points for both of these Greyhounds winning. I'm not sure your thoughts, Molly. Seneki should lead, mm-hmm. um, but will he have enough to hold out the, the big feral? I th- I'm very biased, and I'm not uh, um, not afraid to say it. I love feral Frankie. I even, um, I have to admit, I did take a selfie with feral Frankie. Did you? Uh, I did. I was one of those people. You're Victorian. Don't after, worry about that, Molly. Don't you know forget you're from after, Victoria. He, he didn't even win. And I still made sure it happened at Sandown yeah. um, on Friday night in the heats. How many times did he stop start in those heats too, <laughs> Feral Frankie? He was very, very, very unlucky. Gareth, you're just saying Seneki just wins? Well, I'll be cheering on Seneki over Feral Frankie. Okay. We built up this bit of a rivalry between New South Wales and Victoria. Yep. Seneki South Australian away. South Australian in a way, isn't he? Like, we, can't claim, so. him. we no. can't claim him claim him here. SA bread, yeah. I, I would have preferred Shimmer Shine take on Feral Frankie. Why didn't that? What what he happened there? He was a reserve, Cheryl, um, Shimmer Shine. So we, we, I don't think we could quite pull him out of the reserve status. Okay, his first reserve for yeah, the cup. For the yeah, for the cup. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. We we seen Seneki have that trial on the Sunday where his splits were unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Splits good enough to say that he'll lead this. Sure. Um, but we've seen Feral Frankie go twenty nine oh seven a couple of weeks ago. Oh, it's a, it's a it's a great match race because they're so evenly poised. Now Oakvale Beauty's a thirty four dollar chance, of course, in the Melbourne Cup, and Nathan Wilson has bred and owned her, and Nathan joins us now here on RSN Central. Hello to you, Nathan. Thanks for joining us. No worries, mate. Always good to be a part of Melbourne Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, Nathan. Look, it's Molly here. How how excited were you last Friday night when you watched Oakvale Beauty almost destroy the field from box one? Yeah, yeah, no. It was, uh, you know, we're lucky sort of where we live. We don't have too many close neighbours because it was early in the week coming out of our place um, on Friday night. Yeah, sort of halfway down the back straight. <laughs> um, yeah, it took the front. So very excited. First off, congratulations, uh, Nathan. As you said, I mean, it it's, must be a big thrill to be part of the Melbourne Cup. Tell us a little bit about how you got onto some of these greyhounds. You, you had a greyhound called Footloose who had six race starts for one win, and that one win came at Angle Park in 30 and 63. So certainly not a very fast time, but what she's done as a producer, you guys must be pinching yourselves. Yeah, yeah, no, that's right. She was basically the first um, dog that me and my family were involved with too, um, yeah, so we got her and, you know, obviously she had a little bit of ability, not stacks, had a few issues. Anyway, we decided we'd like to have a go at the breeding thing. So anyway, did a fair bit of research on bloodlines and, and what we think would sort of work out for the best and ended up mating her to Vaporwell. And, you know, that that litter left us with, you know, Texas Titan, Oakvale Destiny, Oakvale Flyer, um, Footloose Diva. They, you know, Sunday Shoes, they all went on to be Sandown City winners, group dogs. Yeah, very lucky. <laughs> and you uh, quinellaed you quinellaed the Group One Sapphire with uh, two of her offspring, Oakvale Flyer and Oakvale Destiny, and both of them have gone on to be uh, good producers. Uh, so, it's it's gone from winning a race at Angle Park, mate, and now you find yourself in a Melbourne Cup. Yeah, no, it's been a crazy ride for for sure. Like, um, obviously, those two girls, Oakvale Destiny and Oakvale Flyer, have been sort of our next level, our Abru bitches, and they've they've left us, you know, with some really good dogs out of. The first litter to high end, we, you know, got Oakvale Magic and she ran uh, third in a national futurity and, you know, Oakvale Warrior won a heat of a, um, you know, million-dollar chase and then 
this next letter to Kinlock, obviously, yeah, left us with an Oakvale beauty. And I know, you know, we sold one of those pups to Ray um, Border, who was Aston Peregrine, who showed plenty over there as well. And yeah, the Oakvale flies are just starting out now. So um, yeah, there looks to be a couple of promising types there. So fingers crossed, yeah, it all keeps going on. Now, Oakvale Beauty is already a group winner as well. Group three, is it, was, it, was it the South Australian Oaks? Yeah, is yeah, it? she ran, yeah, the Oaks, yep. Fantastic. Look, she um, it, she's going to be hard up at, uh, hard up against it on Friday night. What, what do you, how do you go in with expectations when you're coming up against a greyhound like Hooked on Scotch? Um, obviously, we're quite realistic about the field that she's in. It's high class, it's, you know, it's, top of the tree stuff you know you've got you're drawn next to a track record holder last week who's absolutely flying and everyone else in the field completely deserves their spot and can run you know low 29 as well so we go in there knowing that she'll do her best and we're just wrapped to be in the final to for her to make it you know and she is the only girl to make it through as well um obviously not drawn where we wanted to be but you know just happy to be a part of it and you know hope for the best you never know who's the greyhound to beat nathan um, I think you have to go hooked on Scotch, drawn. You know, if he gets a run replicating sort of last week, if he can get a clear run around, I just, yeah, I think he's the one to beat. Now, Nath, can you tell me a little bit about your setup? You're a, a farmer as well as a, a greyhound trainer. How are you mixing the two um, two jobs together? Yeah, it's a bit of a struggle at times. It definitely keeps us busy. So usually, yeah, start off the first couple of hours in the morning is pretty much all dogs and pups and everything pretty flat out for a few hours and then we sort of um, get into tackling the, the farm stuff through the most part of the day and then, yeah, late, later on in the day, you know, we're, we're back doing feeds and, um, you know, treating injuries and, and doing things with pups and that sort of thing. So it sort of gives us the flexibility being self-employed to do that, but, yeah, it's, it's a fair bit of work and obviously time-consuming, but, you know, very rewarding when, um, you know, you have a go on and do what she's done, so... It's pretty well known, Nathan, that the Melbourne Cup night um, is a real great night of greyhound racing. It's an extravaganza and it's great to be on course. Are you guys making the trek down? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, um, Jeff gave us a ring last week after and said, you know, definitely come over for a few days and make the most of it. So, yeah, we're heading over tomorrow afternoon um, and, uh, yeah, stay for a few days and um, looking forward to just being involved in the whole week and, yeah, taking it all in. Obviously, it's one of those things you always want to go, but... We haven't been able to go to one before, so really looking forward to it. If you win the Melbourne Cup, don't worry about Harvest this year. <laughs> yeah. Funnily enough, we're trying to get it finished up. We've nearly you know, only got a couple of days left to go at the moment, so I'll be sort of leaving that to the, the parents and we're heading off over there. So, <laughs> But, yeah, I think it'll be the last thing on our mind um, yeah, if anything like that happens. <laughs> Thanks for that, Nathan. Good luck. No worries. Thanks for that, guys. There's Nathan Wilson, the owner-breeder of Oakvale Beauty, the outsider and the only bitch in this year's Melbourne Cup. Can she win? Oh, long odds. Yeah. Long, yeah, especially where she's drawn this speed all around. And, yeah, it's going to be tough. It's, it's a great effort. As Molly said, she's already won a Group 3 race. Yeah. And it's a terrific litter. And they've started from a greyhound who ran really slow at Angle Park. <laughs> and she's thrown Group 1 performance. Do you know, Gareth, before, um, well, when I was organising the guests to come on the show, George said to me, now, you know I wouldn't mind an Oakvale pup. So yeah. how about you get Nathan on? we got to get him in the good books so we can get a pup for, for next year's draft. So there's always something going on in the back how of George's mind. How did you go? Mind. Did you get any luck? What do, you, do you think you talked him around? You know that's a fabrication, Molly. <laughs> I did not say that at all. But I have tried before to get an Oakvale and I've had no luck. So. Well, you should have asked him on the spot there. He really can't <laughs> say.
say no. I know, hopefully he has a good harvest. What about, what about the tab best bets? Winners or grinners? Now, this is um, Boom Down. It was all about Boom Down on yep. Friday night at Sandown Park. There was 11000 put on at $1.65 as well as 7500 on at $1.45 in the Bold Therese heat. Yeah, better luck next time. $8,400 at $1.50 on Silky Success at Warrigal who ran second. So uh, bad luck uh, to the punters there. And round of applause, $400 were put on at 21s on Catch Jackson at Ballarat. So not a bad little pick up there. And, um, do you know how I wish that I was allowed to, to bet? Because I do have to honk my own horn. And we've got at Thrill of the Chase, on Thrill of the Chase on Sunday, I should say, I just casually tipped a $7.20 winner. Did you? Um, in, uh, now I've forgotten her name. No, it's gone at Mandra Stardust. Stardust. She's, oh, okay. she's Stardust. So look, I, I might need to. Um, well, the ladies have been killing it on that show. Uh, Liz has tipped Liz a few winners too. Liz has been fantastic. James is Bob. letting us down. Oh. He's giving us favourites that are getting beaten. James, really? James doesn't he do that professionally? <laughs> Tipping? Come on, James. Maybe saving his best for his subscribers. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to hear that. No. <laughs> hey, Georgie, what's your best bet today? Uh, we had one uh, in the first at Horsham, race one, number two. Okay. Now, so where are you going? What's a, you got another function with GRV. Yeah, we, uh, James and I are doing the um, Melbourne Cup preview. Yeah, that will be online okay. on, the, on the social media, I think. Yeah. So we can listen to that. Uh, it'll be, it'll be on You can GRV. watch that yeah. in the next couple of days. So you'll be able to get George and James's expert opinions mm. um, coming into maybe the Melbourne we should Cup have had and the girls. <laughs> maybe. Maybe Liz yeah. and I should take I'm, over. I'm I might have to, to ask I'm her I'm happy that. to make way. Maybe it should be the battle of the sexes. <laughs> Look, I'm yeah. a, I reckon Liz would be up, with, up for that. Liz and Molly takes on James and George. Yep. yep. Watch it happen. We'll get the little boxing figurines out. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Can't wait for the Melbourne Cup on Friday, and I'll catch up with you guys on Thursday for a special live broadcast from the Crown Casino there for a big function ahead of the Melbourne Cup. Thank you, George. Thank you, Molly. Thank you.